Welcome to Promo Insiders, an ASI media podcast covering the topics that matter most to the promotional products industry. I'm executive editor, Sarah Lavendusky, and today I'm joined by my fellow executive editor, Teresa Hagel, and we'll be discussing the return to work now that states are starting to open back up and what that means for both employers and employees. So thank you, Teresa, for taking the time. Really appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me. Sure. And if anyone has any questions or concerns um, or comments about what's going on, please put them in the comments box and we'll address them as time allows. So um, this is very real for a lot of people. I know those who are still working remotely. Um, it's gonna, if it hasn't impacted them yet, it's going to, because now companies are starting to make decisions about what this is gonna mean now that things are opening back up. Um, now you wrote a very well-researched feature article on this topic. Uh, the return to the office. And while it was a bit jarring last month, or I'm sorry, last March, I should say, when we were told to take everything home till further notice, um, people now have a new like remote work routine that they've gotten used to. And for a lot of people, they really appreciate it. So, and as you've reported, this is actually causing some tension uh, between employees and employers who want to start bringing people back to the office, you know, start right. getting back right. to some normalcy. So, Tell us first uh, about, you know, the kind of the larger picture here. Are there specific sectors that aren't really into continuing remote work or even hybrid work moving forward? And what are some of the bigger brands doing to address this um, transition, whatever that looks like? Yeah, I mean, there's a, a lot of different ways people are handling this. But I think in general, we're finding that places, maybe maybe more traditional places like finance, um, that whole sector, they want everyone back in the office. They don't like the remote work. They think that they can't, you know, mentor people or impart like company culture or, you know, whatever the reason is, they want people to be in their seats in the office. Um, and for a while, you know, tech looked like it was really embracing remote work, but it seems that a lot of companies kind of have walked back what they were saying, or maybe they were misinterpreted in the beginning and it was always more of a tenuous thing. Like, for example, Amazon, I believe has said that they want they think that they need people to be in person to really collaborate and and get work done um uh, companies like twitter i believe twitter still is says like people can work remotely indefinitely if they want to other companies in in tech are trying to uh implement more of like a hybrid um solution and a lot of that looks like it's happening after the summer like maybe in september like apple i believe and google both we're talking about moving to three days a week in the office, two days from home. And actually, I believe Apple, a lot of employees, like they sent a letter talking about how upset they were by this new policy and that, you know, they needed, the, they wanted the flexibility of, of remote work. And it was, you know, going to lead to a lot of issues if they actually go forward with this. So there's definitely some, some tensions. And it seems to me, just from like paying attention to this, over the last year and i don't know if you noticed this too but like i feel like last year everyone was very because i mean we had a lot of us had to be working from home but there was a lot more of a rah-rah attitude like we're more productive people are getting things done we can do this this is great we've changed our whole way like we can work from anywhere we can people can be remote it's going to be wonderful and now this year now that the possibility of going back in the office is more feasible <laughs> like it seems like a lot of companies tunes have changed at least to me, it seems like it seems like all of a sudden it's like, oh, no, no, we need our company culture. We need everyone back in. But it's like, what if if you were telling people last year that you could work from anywhere and that they took that opportunity to move somewhere else? Now they're kind mm -hmm. of out of luck. So mm -hmm. I feel like there's a lot of mixed messaging. I mean, it's a very big topic. There's so much to think about. 
you know, how does a hybrid office work? What does that actually mean? Should you keep your office space? You, you know what I mean? So I understand there's a lot of moving parts and I think the employers don't know what, what's happening totally, but I think a lot of employees feel like they're being left behind or left in the dark and kind of jerked around. So mm. it's definitely, uh, it's definitely having its uh, effects on people. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's like you said, there's definitely been some controversy um, that's cropped up in recent weeks now that things are really opening up. And um, there was actually uh, one media executive gone to hot water because of her stance on remote work. And she issued a, a public like op ed about, you know, the tone was a little heavy handed at first. I think it was it was massaged to make it softer. But and the staff actually reacted. Can you talk a little bit about what happened there? Yeah, for sure. So that I believe was last month. The I think she was like the editor or, or some big wig at the, the Washingtonian magazine. She did an opinion piece for the Washington Post saying um, that she worried about, you know, that people didn't want to go to work and it was going to ruin culture and all those kinds of things. And the employees, her employees took that as like a personal attack on them. And they basically didn't publish the next day. They kind of had like a, a strike against what she was saying. So I think I'm not sure exactly what happened after that. I think she kind of walked back what she was saying, but it definitely shows that that tension. Um, I saw a, a stat today that 58% of people said that they would look for another job if they couldn't do remote work anymore. That was, I think, from something called flex jobs. Wow. Um, so there's, there's that on the one hand. And I see Melissa asks, what do you think it means for employee retention? Well, I think that's what it is. I'm definitely seeing a lot of news stories of people saying, I will quit if I have to go back in the office. And I, even in the story that I did, there was one person I talked to, he wasn't even asking to be fully remote. He just wanted to have like a couple of days a week remote. And then the, his boss, I guess, wanted him to come back in full time. And he's like, I, I'm looking for another job now because mm -hmm. I, you know, it doesn't make any sense. He's like, I don't mind coming in the office when I need to, but there's no reason that I have to be there all the time. If I can do things flexibly, like he's like, if, if I go, if any place that I look for a job now, if they don't allow for that flexibility, I don't want to work there. So it's like, you know, it's, it's a real, people got that taste of, I mean, some people certainly love being in the office. We've seen that, you know, where we work, that some people were dying to get back in, but a lot of us are not about that at all. Like we're, we've figured out a routine. I mean, I'm happy to see my coworkers. I don't want it to be over Zoom all the time, but at the same time, I love not having that commute. I love having the flexibility of being able to, you know, drop my kid off at school if I need to, and then hop back and, and do the work I need to do. You know what I mean? Like that flexibility is so key. Mm -hmm. uh, but but on the other hand, you know, talking about the other thing that was like a, a big talking point was that well, I guess you know, employees are not going to need office space anymore. What's going to happen to all that office space? But I saw another stat today that says. Only 9% of big companies have any plans to slash their office space. So it sounds like it sounds like we're not necessarily going to have that mass exodus of people from from cities that was being talked about at one time. You know what I mean? Like it, it seems like I, I don't know if it's going to go back to the status quo exactly. I think there's going to be some opportunity for more people to be from home, but it does seem like things are bouncing back to to normal for a lot of a lot of companies and a lot of sectors. So it's a lot that's that's the tension i think there's a lot of tension yeah and you know it's interesting about the, um the retention aspect of that because right now as as you know our research has shown and we've reported um it has been very difficult for companies to hire yeah. so it really is an employee's job market so they do have options so if they 
you know, it, it's not like, um, you know, if they decide, well, it's not flexible enough for me, I'm going to look elsewhere. They do have opportunity right now. I mean, is yeah. that what you're seeing too? Like there are a lot of openings. At this oh point. yeah. 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 I mean, that's definitely another thing that we've, we've noticed and that's across like all kinds of industries, not just promo. I mean, yep. you can drive by any, any restaurant and I, I see, I was at, I saw Perkins had like sign on bonuses for people. You know what I mean? Like you don't expect, you know, that kind of, of, of perk for someone just working at like a chain restaurant, but people are, they definitely have more, more options. And if, you know, they're not getting what they want out of their old sector, they're going to find something else, you know, like why, why would you work somewhere for, you know, less, less than $15 an hour, if you can go to like Amazon and work in the warehouse there for that much, you know what I mean? Like there, there's, there's not good there. It's not that they're not loyal. I don't think. I just think that if there's a lot of options and you can get a job that's better for you, or, or I think also just during the pandemic, if you were laid off, you had all this time. You're getting like more, you know, unemployment benefits. Maybe you use that time to go back to school or you know take some online classes and go into a better paying job. You know what I mean? Like maybe that was used for training. You don't know like why people are leaving these different sectors, but it's definitely mm -hmm. a job searchers market, not necessarily. The employees market so or employer employers market so yeah i mean if if offering flexible and remote work opportunities for your for your talent like if that's what's going to keep them you really have to think about whether you can because i mean i think people have proven that you know if you don't trust your employees to work from home you, you shouldn't have those employees right like it's if you can't trust them to do that then that's an issue with the employee that you've hired you know or the, or the way you're managing them sure mm -hmm. Agreed. Yeah. So uh, let's jump to promo in particular. Um, from your research and talking to people in the industry, what does returning to the workplace look like right now based on, you know, what you're kind of seeing across the industry? Are people headed back? Did some maybe never leave? Are others kind of sitting pretty right now, still waiting? Maybe some of them have decided to be totally remote. Like what is kind of the vibe you're getting from companies? So, I mean, obviously in our industry, especially if you're on the supplier side and have like factories and, and warehousing and things like that, they couldn't necessarily do that remotely. So there's certainly been people that have been open this whole time. Um, and some people that have, have never shut their offices down. So we did some research on this, which was included in the story. Um, and at that time we asked like, have you returned to the office? And at that time, yes, 48% had returned to the office at pre-pandemic um, capacity. Only 14% had not returned. Mm -hmm. So this was a few weeks ago, I think, that the story came out. So maybe even more since then have, have come back. Um, so then for the, the about half of the people that had not come back in, in full capacity yet, we asked you know, what their plans in the next year were for, for when they were coming back. Um, and only 14% of the people that hadn't been back yet said that they had no plans to return to the office. So it's a very small sliver, you know, um, a small sliver of a small sliver, basically. Yeah. But I mean, like some of the people I talked to, there was uh, one company that said, yeah, they discovered that, you know, they left their, their office space and everybody worked really well together. Everyone really liked it. And so like, there's no need for us to change. Other people were like, our employees were begging us to come back in. You know, we really want, everybody wanted to be here. So it really runs the gamut. And I think it depends on a lot of, you know, it depends on what what you're doing, you know, like what is your job? Um, 
what was what were the dynamics before you know you, you left the office for COVID and just kind of what you know like where you are in the country there's there's so many different factors I mean I think there is definitely you know some more people are open to remote work and more flexible than they were but it does seem like a lot of people in our industry are are already in the, back in the office mm -hmm. or are planning too soon mm -hmm. okay so and they also told you about those that have been back um or planning going back like imminently um they shared with you a little bit about what their workspaces now look like i i think it's safe to say right now post covid so what has what have they described to you in terms of the setup because it's not obviously going to be a return to the the office as it was you know last march yeah i mean some people that have been there all along obviously up to their you know, proto safety protocols mm -hmm. and, you know, shut down the bathroom. So it was only like one person at a time, no break rooms, um, you know, more distance between desks and th things like that. And when I had talked to that, that uh, I think it was a small supplier uh, who did that, you know, even though cases were starting to go down when we talked, he was still keeping those protocols in place for at least for now. Um, so, you know, I think like another person I talked to, she is open to people to being remote, but she does not want to give up her office space because she thinks it's just like, it's just, it's really nice. It's a nice office. It's in like an industrial part of town and it has that like industrial chic kind of look to it. Mm -hmm. um, so she was talking about like looking forward to being able to open that back up to the community at some point. Cause she, that was like always kind of her plan was that if, you know, a nonprofit needed a meeting space, she wanted her her space to be open to that. It's not yet, but you know that's definitely something she wants to be able to do in the future. So I I think that I haven't I didn't hear like I know a, a while ago we were talking about that phenomenon of hot desking where yeah. people just kind of assign you know they don't have their own desk they just sort of like sign up for a seat at some point before and like and reserve it. So there's it's like the hotel style office and I think there is going to be a trend to that maybe not in the promo industry but certainly you know, more more so than there was before, just kind of at large. I know that we were not really big fans of it, but I guess it kind of it depends on how it's handled, I suppose. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I think I think the office is going to look a little different, at least to to begin with. And another thing people talk about too is if you're going to have a, a hybrid office where some people are at home, you know, working remotely, and some people are in the office. If you have a meeting, it's not necessarily fair to you know, be in that conference room and then some people will just be on like a little screen. So some people are talking about like, even though you're in the conference room, everyone should still be on the laptop on Zoom, which I, I think a lot of people hate to hear because we hate, you know, like there, Zoom fatigue is real. Even if you love working from home, Zoom fatigue is definitely real. Mm -hmm. um, so there's just, there's just so many, so many things to think about, so many, you know, different ideas to, to work out about what's going to be the best solution for everyone. I think it's possible. I mean, I think it's. I think it's going to be. It's not a one size fits all solution, right? Like for some people, it makes sense that they're going to be, you know, remote all the time. Some people it makes sense to be back in the office. And I, I think I know a lot of people say that hybrid doesn't doesn't work or it's not possible, but I I think it it has to be. Mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. be sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know, there's there's all these factors going in, and then there's you know uh, the one of the big factors as well is vaccinations and yeah. how companies are handling uh, that policy. So what have you kind of 
Um, what have you heard? Because I know in the beginning of the pandemic, uh, you know, it was kind of no company wanted to be like heavy handed, like you have to come back immediately or, or things like that. Or and now it's like you have to be vaccinated. Like, uh, you know, there's there's a certain heavy handedness there that, again, can impact retention. So yeah, yeah. what have companies kind of been telling you about their policy, perhaps incentives to get it? Like, what has that looked like? What have you been hearing? Yeah, I mean. I haven't heard of any companies that are forcing people to get other, mm. save for maybe like healthcare. I think like hospitals and stuff have, have been a little bit more you know, heavy handed, which, you know, sort of makes sense. Right. Mm. So mm. other than other than that kind of sector, as far as the promo industry goes, I, I think a lot of companies, they don't they're not like forcing people they're highly encouraging it. They might be holding just like ASI did. We held like a, a vaccination clinic at the office. So people could could come in and, and get their, themselves and their family vaccinated. Um, so they might be offering, you know, those those clinics to make it easier for people to sign up. Um, a lot of them, I've, I've talked to, to several that are offering like cash incentives, like one, mm. one supplier offered like $250 per shot. So there was a $500 bonus to get the shot, which I definitely think if you were on the fence about it, that would be a nice perk to say, okay, yeah, I'm just gonna do this, why not? Um, and I don't think they're the only one. I've heard there, I think there are several people like offering like gift cards or, you know, just like little bonuses. Um, and of course, you know, in the in pop culture, there's been tons of, you know, like the Krispy Kreme donut, you know, every day for, for a year, like for free or I think free beer. Uh, I think is it Ohio has like that lottery for people that get vaccinated. So there's there's incentives all over the place. But companies, for the most part, you know, they they're saying you know, they're not forcing anyone, they're encouraging it, and they might be encouraging it with like a cash, cash bonus. Mm, okay, okay, good to know. Great. Um, so to, to just wrap up, like, what does this mean, you know, just from your research and what you've been hearing? What does this mean moving forward? I mean, what do you think um, in the next, the second half of the year into 2022? I mean, what's your feel for promo? Do you think it's going to be, you know, by kind of case by case, company by company? Um, you know, I mean, it sounds like each company is looking at their unique situation and what's going to work for their people. Um, so what do you kind of what do you think is going to be the work set up generally for, for promo moving forward? I mean, I really think that there's going to have to be more flexibility. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that goes back to what we were talking about the difficulty with hiring and staffing that if you want to if you want to attract and keep that top talent you, you have to you have to give them options you have to have to be flexible for what works for them and and I, you know the thing is like i believe that before this the the really higher higher end people like executives and whatnot they definitely they probably already had that flexibility but i think it's kind of shifted downward so more of like mid tier people want that same consideration because it's possible now We've made all of those um, technology advancements to make that possible. So, if you want to keep even that like mid-tier talent, um, you you have to offer more flexibility for sure. Mm -hmm. I, I think that there's definitely going to be a lot of people back in the office and a lot of people excited to go back to to normal. Um, but th there's a lot of people that that got that taste of remote work and they don't don't want to give it up. Yeah because it really works for whatever reason, whether it's like a long commute or just the flexibility of being able to, you know, 
mold their schedule around, you know, like a kid's event or something that they wouldn't be able to, like, I was able to do like a, a story time, you know, with my, right. mm -hmm. you know, just take a little break, maybe. And then like, you know, if I were an hour away, I would not be able to, you know, hop back and, and read a story to my kids class. So like little things like that, if you're able to have that work-life balance and if the work-life balance comes from from being remote i think mm -hmm. that's definitely a win and mm -hmm. that's something people want that's a perk you know i mean at least we saw that it's but i think that like there's definitely a threshold but people have said like they would rather a lot of people have said they would rather work from home indefinitely than get a pay raise i mean once it starts getting like higher and higher of a pay raise of course their tune's going to change but but for a lot of people, that, that remote work is a big perk and, and could be more valuable than just, you know, offering someone a big pay raise. So mm -hmm. it's definitely something to think about, like being more creative with 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 hiring. And like another thing I we didn't we hadn't talked about, but some of the people that I talked to for the story, because of COVID and, and seeing how easily you could work from home, some of their employees like one woman, I think Yvette Heimel from Proforma Key Solutions, she had a, someone that worked for her that her husband was in the Coast Guard, so they were moving to Guam. And originally oh, they didn't for us anymore, and the employer was like, no, I don't think I can work for you. But then she was kind of bored, I guess, over there. So she she now works for Yvette, who I believe is in like New Orleans or something, and, and she's in Guam, and mm -hmm. she starts her day at like 3.30 her time, and you know, finishes up in the what, like the late morning or something, so she can spend the rest of the day with her husband and, and dog and hang out. So, like for her, it really works. But that might be something that that Yvette was not really willing to to try until seeing mm -hmm. how easily they could work together remotely during COVID. And another person hired someone. You know, she's in like Oregon, and she hired someone on the East Coast, um, mm -hmm. knowing that that they have like those systems in place to be able to to onboard them and, and have them work remotely. And, you know, it's not the ideal situation if you're not in person, but it still can work. And she was talking about like, yes, she wants everyone to be able to meet in person at some point, but that doesn't have to be necessarily in the office. It could be at a trade show that they all attend, or they could have like a company retreat somewhere nice. You know what I mean? So there's different different options out there for what, what you can do to promote culture, even if you're partly remote. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, like you said, it, it's no longer something you had to earn mm -hmm. or like years of service, you know, or like seniority. Um, it's going to be like more built in now. And yeah. I think there was a push for that, but COVID really showed us that we can continue working remotely. And I think it's going to just be an expectation now in a lot of a lot of corners. Yeah. I think so, for sure. Definitely. Great. I know I want it. I know me too. <laughs> Well, thank you, Teresa, for joining me today and for discussing this really important topic. And for more updates on the return to the office, please head to asicentral.com slash news. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Bye.